welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What's going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. Hope you're doing awesome today. We have a uh, new episode, and this is a little bit different than normal. Mitch and I are going to be on here. I'm going to kind of let him lead the podcast, but um, I'm excited just to kind of hang out and chime in and hopefully bring you guys a ton of value. Um, so make sure that you hang out through this entire episode. Uh, before we dive in, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has left us a review so far. Uh, it means the world to us. If you have not left us an iTunes review, please, please do. There's a lot of you guys out there. We can see you. Uh, we know how many people are listening to each episode, how many downloads we've had on this podcast. And there are a ton of downloads um, and we're just a little bit over 100 uh, reviews. So we're trying to get to 150 reviews and we want to get there because it helps us reach and help more people. So if you could just be a part of that and, um, you know, we don't we don't do any kind of ads on here currently. We don't make any money off this podcast. It's just bringing you guys value. So if you can do one thing in return, it would be to leave us an iTunes review or share this podcast somewhere on Facebook or something like that. So it'd mean the world. If you're a new listener, I want to say welcome. This is a podcast for home service business providers, and we're all about helping you grow and scale a more systemized home service company so you can make more money and have more freedom of your time. And if you hang out long enough, I think you're going to find a lot of value and a lot of things that you can plug into your home service business. And the cool thing is, is we actually have a lot of people on here who uh, they don't own a home service business. They own other types of service style companies where they're, you know, maybe they're a realtor or a home inspector or something of that nature where they're still servicing clients, um, but they don't necessarily, you know, go into people's houses and, and clean windows or put on roofs or fix leaky pipes. Um, and, and what that says to me is that a lot of the information we're giving applies to just business in general. So if you don't own a home service company, but you service clients, this is still probably a pretty good fit for you. So I'm going to let Mitch take over. You guys heard that, um, you know, heard his podcast last week and uh, the week before when I was talking, kind of introducing you guys into what we're going to be doing and talking about. Um, so I think today it's going to bring you some value. What do you think, Mitch? Absolutely. That's the that's the whole goal, right? Yeah. So take it away, brother. Yeah. So today um, we're going to kind of start with the fundamentals. Um, you know, starting here is you got to build the base before you can, you know, grow on top of it. Just like any, you know, structure, a building or a house, you got to start from the bottom and work your way up. So we want to hit the fundamentals. So that way, the further in the process you guys get that we will know that your base is covered. So we're going to cover today um, three different things. One, the anatomy of your business. Two, person first, service second. And three, defining your results and your values. So hop right into it with number one, the anatomy of your business. Um, And these are the things that you are going to say relentlessly. And we want you to say no to everything else. Like I said in the last podcast, uh, if you just focus on these four things, Matt and I really believe that your business will be at a different point um, in a short period of time. And you're just going to learn a lot that you might not know and you might see it through a different lens. So the four pieces of your business talked about it. One, focus on generating leads. And this is going to be, be a machine that is always going to be running. It's going to go forever because if you're not generating leads, um, your business is falling behind. And like Matt says, you know, even if you are generating leads, 
and you get busy, if you stop generating those leads, you are going to come upon a time where those leads run dry, your hot season slows down, and you're going to be in a slump and you're going to be trying to catch up. So we want you to stay with the momentum. So focus on generating leads. And that is going to be a process that never ends. You're always going to be testing something new. You're going to be testing different strategies, whether it's online strategies, different ad copies, ads, direct mail, you know, AdWords, whatever it is, you're always going to be learning, um, generating new leads so you can feed your funnel Two, converting prospects into customers. I'm going right? to, I'm going to cut you off there for a second. Cause I think we fly over that. Like we just talk about it. Like everybody just knows how that works and, or understands it, um, real briefly. And I know I've, I've probably beat this to death over previous episodes, but for those of you that have not heard this yet, when we say like, you always need to be generating leads, here's what happens in most home service companies, whether they're big or small, uh, they go through their slump and they start to market their business like crazy. And maybe they're marketing hard for a month, two months, three months, and they start to begin to build this momentum. And then before you know it, they're super, super busy. But what they what they don't realize is they're busy because of the last three months of, of activity they've taken. But so what that ha- so what happens is when they get busy, they quit marketing because they're like, crap, I have too many leads or I have too many jobs booked. I can't keep up. I'm booked four weeks out, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so they stop. But then what they don't realize is three, four weeks later, they're dead slow again and they don't know why. And the reason is, is because they stopped marketing four weeks ago. And so what we're saying when we're saying you always need to be generating leads is like, you've got to keep the momentum going. So even if you're absolutely slammed, you need to be marketing like crazy, almost like you're, you're dead slow. And that will, of course, you're gonna have your ebbs and flows throughout your season, but it's going to at least help you, um, you know, kind of even things out and hopefully help you keep the momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys got to find like the point of this too, is we're going to try to help you guys find a system to where it's almost on autopilot. You have your four or five, whatever, you know, however many it is, you find your main things that work and you run them and they're always running. So you never, and you know, Matt and I always say, we know when you guys stop because we, we, you know, supply you postcards or we do AdWords or Facebook and we always, it's so consistent that we can tell, um, you know, you guys don't buy a month or two months or three months. And then you come back to us a few months down the road. So we know a lot of you guys are doing that. Um, And so we want to help you get out of that. So one, generate leads. Two, converting those prospects into customers. You want to focus on getting as many of those people to turn into customers as possible. Three, increasing the average order value of those customers. So when you turn those into customers and they actually buy from you, how can you get more money out of their pocket at the time that they're spending? Because it is psychological that after they spend, they that is the most crucial time where you can pull more money out of their pocket. Um, a lot of times, and you guys probably know this in your business right now, how many of those people that have bought from you once have bought again? And I would guess probably like 70% of the people that you service probably have only bought from you one time, where if you could have increased that average order value when that one time was when they bought from you, how much more revenue could you have in your business? So increasing the average order value um, when you turn those prospects into customers. And then four, how do we get those people to come back again and again and again? So what you focus on grows. And so just the act of purposely, like purposefully, focusing on these four steps, it will grow. Um, Matt and I ask a lot of people daily, you know, how many leads do you get every day? Uh, 
And exactly. So because you don't know, it doesn't grow, right? So your leads are going to start to grow when you start focusing on it and becoming a habit of monitoring your numbers. So maybe it's every morning you look and say, all right, how many leads did I generate yesterday? How many did I close? What was the average order value? All that good stuff. When you know, you might look back on a day and say, dang, I only generated, you know, one or two leads. And maybe you get mad about it or, you know, it's your focus, you're aware of it. So that whole day, it's going to be in the back of your mind like, dang, yesterday I didn't do enough. I didn't generate enough leads. My funnel didn't get fed. And so that means, you know, today I got to go out and get more. So the question I want you to ask yourself on a daily basis is how do I get more leads? How do I get more customers with a high, higher average order value and a greater frequency of purchase? So I want to read you guys this example, um, it doesn't take a lot. Like we're not telling you guys, you know, you got to, there's no silver bullet, right? If you can just do a little bit for each one of these, it's going to be substantial, um, in your revenue and your growth and everything. So picture, um, four columns, you got leads, customers, average order value frequency. So let's say you can generate a hundred leads, right? And you can close 5% of those. So out of a hundred leads, you close 5%, that's five customers. And let's say your average order value is $250 and your frequency is 1.3. So those five customers for you is worth $1,625, right? So we're going to take those four pillars and we're, we're not going to increase it a lot. We're only going to increase it, say 10%. So now instead of a hundred leads, you got 110 leads. Okay. And then your 5%, we're going to increase that 10%. So that turns into 5.5. So you now have six customers instead of five. If you increase your average order value by 10%, your average order value is now $275 instead of 250. So that's now 1650 times a 1.43 rev- or, uh, frequency. That's going to generate you $2,359. So by increasing just 10% on each one of those levers, that is an increase of 45% in revenue. You went from $1,625 out of five customers to now you have six customers at 275 with a 1.43 frequency. And now you have $2,359 in revenue, 45% increase just by increasing those four levers, just 10%. And that's not even that big of a number. When you have all of your systems in place, you might be able to increase more. Or even if you increased half of that at 5%, you know, that's still 22.5% increase in revenue. So you can see how powerful it is when you get these systems in place, how it can increase revenue. And, you know, you're not doing anything crazy. You know, you're just doing the small 10%. Yeah. And the, the, the crazy, like, let's just talk about like average order value real quick. Um, there's little things that we can tweak in the way that the way you're quoting customers right now that will probably potentially could increase your order value probably by between 75 and a hundred dollars at least when we, a lot of you guys have bought our estimate sheets. When we, uh, switched my home service business, switched over to those estimate sheets and, and really started using them. Like for those of you that don't know, if you go to serviceindustrymarketer.com and click on our estimate sheet tab, you can see some examples. Uh, but essentially the whole idea is that we would, when people would call us, let's say for window cleaning, we used to just quote them for window cleaning and that was it. But what we learned was, well, they don't even know typically the rest of the services we offer. So let's quote them for everything. And when we started to do that, people would go, 
oh, I didn't know you offered gutter cleaning. Yeah, I probably need that too. Or, you know what? I do need my house wash and, and I know I called you for windows, but you guys have a house wash and window package. So it would take that job from, you know, let's say $200 to $500. And we would have never got that job if we didn't tweak that one thing in our quoting system. And so it could be as little of a tweak as that, that could literally skyrocket your average ticket. Um, and then you have to break down the numbers. It's like, okay, well, before, let's say you want to do 500 grand this year, I needed X amount of clients because my average ticket was 175 bucks. You do one or two little things inside your business to boost that, which we can help you with. Um, you know, and that might go from, let's just say you needed a thousand clients, it might drop you in half, right? Or even more, but just on the simple fact that you changed the system of how you quote people and people began to order more from you. And I know this works because we have probably hundreds of service companies at this point that have purchased these estimate sheets alone that increase the average order value massively. Like I can't tell you how common it is for people to reach out to us and be like, dude, I just booked a $1,600 job because I dropped off the estimate sheet you guys made us and they had no clue we offered roof cleaning and house washing and they literally booked everything. It's like, it's that simple. So don't be overwhelmed. And you're like, well, I don't know how to increase order value. Like, like there's really simple tweaks in your business that you can do to increase your average order value massively. Yeah, for sure. Um, so second, you know, covering those, the four pillars, leads, customers, average order value, and frequency of purchase, right? So we're gonna dive into number two now, um, which is person first, service second. And what we mean by that is you guys have to think of your, um, you know, your people first compared to your service. You guys have, you know, like a superpower. Um, and what that superpower is, is it's called empathy, right? The ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And people want to know that they're heard, right? And right now, a lot of you guys, you know, it's easy to talk about, you know, we, 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 like, you know, our service, our equipment, our prices, our sales. But the cold hard truth is that people don't care about you or your product or service. Um, like Zig Ziglar's quote, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So it starts off with knowing who your customer is and um, becoming, you know, being the service or, you know, person that shows up when their desire is in need. Um, and that become, that comes down to becoming obsessed with who your buyer is. A lot of you guys, when we talk to you guys, like who, who what's your demographic? What's your, um, you know, who is your customer? Uh, homeowner, like we, we service homeowners. We want you guys to get so much more deeper um, than that. Not just demographics, but psychographics. You know, who is your buyer? What do they buy? And we have a couple worksheets that will really break down, you know, questions that will get you guys really thinking. So, and it all matters because that, like, depending on who you're talking to, where they're at in the process, whether they know you, they're ready to buy or whatever, that depends on, you know, how you're going to craft your ad. So, Example here is the old saying, you know, people don't buy a quarter inch drill bit. They buy a quarter inch hole and not just a hole, but it's what they're building, right? Maybe it's a desk that's been sitting in the corner and his wife has been telling him, when are you going to put that desk together? So he buys the drill bit to put the desk together, ultimately to make his wife happy, right? How many of you guys have services where, you know, maybe you're cleaning gutters or you're cleaning the, you know, roof, but it's because the husband, you know, had to call you because the wife has been pounding him to get it done. 
So when you market, that might be a whole different demographic that you target. Maybe it's men, you know, and and the way you craft that ad is going to be completely different than the way you would craft an ad to a different audience, right? So you guys have to know who your customers are, know what their pain points are, their desires, and figure out how to craft your messages. So that way, you know, when you create those Facebook audiences or when you're sending out that direct mail, that you're going to speak to that person and it's going to make the most sense at the time they are, right? And that comes down to your buyer persona, learning who they are, at, like asking yourself the hard questions. Um, like I said, we have the worksheets for that that we can give you guys if you are interested. But asking questions, you know, what are the common objections in your sales process? Are there any quotes or phrases that your customers use frequently? Where are they hanging out? What Facebook groups are they in? What do they listen to? What do they read? Anything like that, like it's easy for anyone to say, you know, well, that's hard for me because, you know, like my audience is so broad. But if you sit down and you go through these worksheets, like it will open your brain. Um, and I think that you guys will actually come up with a lot more than you think you might be able to. So an example of that, um, just like for our company, Brave American, you know, the way we craft an ad you know, selling American home decor will be different to somebody who's in the military compared to like a mom, right? So if you're active in the military and we sell or we're running an ad to you, the the whole ad is going to be completely different between the ad copy, the ad image and everything compared to if we were running it to maybe like the mom of somebody in the military. The whole message is going to be completely different, but it's going to resonate with that person um, because we know where they're at we know what they're interested in we know that they're in the military we know that we know everything about them but it only you can only get to that point if you do your research right so know who your buyers are sit down take the time this is the fundamentals that a lot of people skip over they just you know oh i'm i'm just advertising to you know anyone in this direct mail route or i'm just advertising to anyone who has a home well, when you craft your message, you're not going to be able to really relate on a psychographic level with those customers as if you would if you knew who they actually were. So know who your buyers are. Number three is defining your values, right? People don't buy things for what they do. They buy things for what they are and it, what, what it helps them become. So the transformation that you guys are doing, whether it's you know house washing or whatever. So you got to define your values. What makes your brand your brand? Um, and this is also something that nobody thinks about, right? You are going to attract customers that align with your values and who desire the transformation that your product's going to provide. So what's, what's your, what's your brand's values, right? What do you guys believe in? You know, what do you like? I, I think it's easier. I think like, I only think this cause I used to do it, but I think people in the home service world kind of feel like they're exempt from this, this, uh, step because, like, I don't know, like you look at companies like even Brave American or like Black Rifle Coffee or gosh, I don't know. Um, companies like that, that like have a clear, clear mission that like it's almost like what they lead with where, you know, like Black Rifle Coffee is a military, you know, uh, a military owned company. And the majority of the people that support them uh, either are in the military, were in the military, or you know support veterans and and people in the military, like like diehard Americans. Um, kind of same idea. Like Brave American is, you know, we hire veterans to build everything, so you're buying veteran-made products. Um, I think people in the home service business space sometimes feel like, well, I don't have the kind of business where I can really have like 
a strong mission like that or like a strong like brand belief and it's just it's you're just being lazy is what it comes down to like it doesn't have to be something like oh like i hire veterans like it can literally be anything you want it to be. And so like, what is it that's important to you? And I'm not, I don't even want to give any examples because I don't want to put any ideas in your head. This needs to be 100% all you. Um, But once you figure out what it is, I want you to go all in on that and then lead with that because it's just funny. Like when you actually believe in something, like what you believe in, why you're doing what you're doing or like what your business does or like your core values and like what your employees like they know like, Hey, like this business stands for this. Like, this is our mission. This is why we're here. This is what or like, why we're doing what we're doing. Once you figure out what that is and go all in, like people will read that and they'll get on board. Yeah, for sure. That's how you're going to craft all of your ads. So, you know, when you're creating brand page, like ads where you're trying to get your community to follow your page, they're going to be able to feel your values in your ads. So like, if you don't have those and you're just firing from the hip, you know, and maybe your brand page ad might be like, you know, making an offer. Well, these people aren't far enough in the phases of the, like the psychological phases from the time they turn into a prospect to the time they turn into a customer. They're not far enough along. They don't know anything about you. So that's part of nurturing the process. That's how you're going to convert more leads by turning those people into customers. Because by the time they get to that second phase where they get to a customer, they're going to know what your values are. They're going to know about your brand and they're going to want to support you. And I think, and maybe Matt, you can attest to this, but I think there's also the reverse to that is you're on a local level and it's easier to, you can, people want to support you on a local level and it's easier to reach as many people in your, like for a nationwide, like, you know, business maybe, because I know that's the big debate. Like, all right, well, I'm only able to reach X amount of people, but those people in your community, they want to support you and they want to back you. And I feel like it's not easier, but it's an avenue that you can take to get support from your local community. And you can get there a lot faster compared to somebody who's trying to build a brand maybe nationwide. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like when you're in the moment, like, cause I've fallen in this trap before, like you feel like that's not the case, but the reality is, is like, I can think of like three people right now in our local market in different industries, whether it's like John Wentworth or Dr. Wax or um, Desi Maynard even who like, like they have their core message of what they believe in and like it's who they are. And like, that's like what I know them by like John Wentworth. He, he just like, he preaches about like how he wants his team to succeed. Like all his, all his eggs are in the basket of helping his team succeed. Dr. Wax is, is all in on uh, community and helping the community and giving back to schools and just giving back to the community. Like that is her thing. Like nobody does it better. Um, Like Desi is probably um, like helping athletes, like student athletes with their mental toughness. Like that's their message. That's all they preach. That's, that's what they do. That's what they're best at. And they've grown massively. Like, like, two out of the three of those people I just talked about are like, have some of the biggest businesses in the community. And it's simply because that they found out what their core values were and what their brand was and what it meant. And they went all in and made everybody aware of it. And by doing that, their businesses have grown and people have come to respect them and their companies, which has in return made them want to support their business. Yeah. 
and from the outside when you look at them they're not like out here telling us what their values are but you can you can portray it through how they act and their actions so like you know we're not seeing we don't know this by seeing ads that explain what their values are you can just tell that the way they run their business, the passion that they have, what their values, you can just tell by the way that they run their business. So it's not like you guys have to go out and just, you know, like paste ads out there that say our values of our company are bought like bullet points. Like that's not what they're doing, but because they are so strong in their values and they know it, it's how that it portrays to the community. So they just live it. Right. Yep. So like we said, we have some worksheets. I want to read you guys some questions um, that might make you guys, you know, think a little bit about this. Cause even for me, you know, it's hard when you, you're like, all right, what does that mean? Right? So we have a results and a values worksheet that you guys can download, shoot us a email if you want us to send it over to you. Um, but it just has some simple questions that you can write out, you know, results and values. What, what's your niche, right? One, two, what is your prospect's current situation? What is their desire? You know, what's their current situation? How can you as a company portray your service in their current situation? And then three, what is your prospects or what is the transformation? So like, what is the transformation from where they're at now? How is your company going to help them get to that desired transformation? And then four, what makes your brand your brand? You know, list everything that comes to mind. Just spitfire it. Don't, Don't think about it. Just start writing down ideas. Um, and list everything that comes to your mind and it's okay if some are going to be repetitive right and a good way to think of this is if these things were taken away from your brand it would stop being your brand right so if someone was to take that away that that is your brand if they take it away it would stop being your brand so what is that Um, so those are some results or uh, desired values Um, buyer persona um, some questions that can help you guys get your buyer persona right what are some sources and information? We have an Excel spreadsheet too that you guys can type into and just spitfire ideas. We also have some um, cool ways where you can go on Facebook and find out you know, if they're interested in this, that they also might be interested in X. And that's super powerful to be able to find stuff that you might not have thought of. Um, but what motivates your customers, right? What are their aspirations and values? What do they fear most? What are some common objections in the sales process, right? Are there any quotes or phrases your customers use frequently? A lot of these questions are going to help you guys create that buyer persona. And then eventually down the road, that's what you're going to use. In in some of our future podcasts, we're going to relate back to this, but that's what you're going to use to craft your ads, your emails, your direct mail campaigns. All of this should be portrayed through all of your, your avenues. So knowing who your buyer is and knowing your desired values is number three. Yeah. Um, real quick, I, I was just, I was listening to what you were saying, but I was thinking back a couple minutes ago when we were talking about um, increasing average order value too. This is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but a lot of you guys, like when you hear the word like upsell or increase average order value, you get like that salesman, like snake oil taste in your mouth. And I want you to reshape the way you think about uh, average order value and upsells. Um, You are no longer upselling your services, even though that's what we call it a lot. You're not upselling your services. You're recommending things that need to be done. And as a professional, 
hopefully you consider yourself that if if you own a business you better be considering yourself professional and and knowing what you're doing but as a professional it is your obligation and your duty to tell people what it is they need because this is what you do for a living every single day the person you are servicing does not and they are calling you because they either do not know how or do not have time to do the things that they're hiring you to do and if we're how if we're cleaning windows or washing a house and my guys get up and see that their gutters are packed full and do not tell them then we are doing them a disservice because it is our obligation to inform them of things that they need, okay? We're not upselling them crap they don't need, and we're not uh, being dishonest, okay? That's where that upsell, snake oil, salesman feel comes in. We're not doing that. What we're talking about here is being authentic and being real and actually offering them stuff they need and being the professional and suggesting, right? Hey, Mrs. Smith, I suggest you get this done because, right? And then leave it up to them. But just doing that alone, like a lot of you guys, you see the upsell or you see the service they need and you don't even offer it because you're scared that you're going to like make things uncomfortable or something. The reality is, is they probably don't even know they need it or they don't know you offer it. So that alone can increase your average order value. Yep. Yeah. Also, I want to touch on one thing too, um, for the current customers that you have compared to getting new customers. Um, so we're going to hop back to like leads to customers first. Um, acquiring a customer can cost five times more than retaining a new customer. Um, and so <laughs> increasing your customer retention by 5% can increase your profits anywhere from 25 to 95%. So when you're getting those customers, how are you touching those people that already, you know, that already respect your brand values, that respect your brand and what you guys do, what you guys offer. How are you guys touching those people right now? Because you could be, you know, increasing your profits from 25 to 95% just by touching the current people that are in your database. And, you know, those people already like, know, and trust, respect you. So we need, we want you guys to start hitting those people so you guys can start getting more profit right off the bat because that's your low-hanging fruit. Um, and so start there, start with that. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking about like taking advantage of your customer list. Yep. Like, I know some of you guys are going like, okay, well, like what does that mean? Or what does that look like? We'll get into that in different ep episodes and we're going to be offering services uh, here in the next couple months that just target um, your customer list and people that you service on a regular basis to help you get more repeat work. Uh, but guys, like if there's one thing I could tell you, it would be that you are losing so much money. Like this is how you have to look. You have to look at your customer base almost like a bank. Like there's just money sitting in it and you just have to go and extract it out. You like you have to go and withdraw the money out of the customer list because it's just sitting there and people need what you have, but they're busy. They don't think every day about your business like you do. And the reality is it's your job to remind them of things they need. And so we'll go in in a different episode and kind of explain, you know, you can do this through email, through texting, through voicemails, through phone calls, through so many different ways. Um, and a lot of it can be very, very automated, which is certain things we're going to be offering in the future. But I'm telling you right now, like, I would say probably 90%, if not more, 95% of the people we talk to, when you say, first off, okay, are you using a CRM? Like, hope to God they say yes. A lot of times they don't, but if they do, okay, perfect. What are you doing with your customer list? Uh, well, nothing really. Like guys, like 95% of the people, that is what they tell me. And it's mind blowing. Like 
Your customer list is everything. It's when you sell your business one day, like that's what the buyer cares about. Like, like your repeat work in six months or a year from now, like it's all in that customer list. So it blows my mind that you guys are so freaking focused on getting new leads constantly, but you don't really care about the ones you already got. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you one example right now. If you guys just go create an offer for your hot services, like for Matt, it would be gutter cleaning right now. If you were to just go email your database, it doesn't even have to be crazy. Like one text page, just, hey, you know, as a loyal customer of the Dirt Hunter, we wanted to offer you guys, come up with an offer, 20% off your gutter cleaning for the next seven days, if you schedule within the next seven days. That's it. Send it out. I promise you, if you don't get anything, I would be very surprised. Shocked. No matter what your email list is, you don't have to have thousands of people on your email list. Even if you have a couple hundred, those people, if you have a hot, it doesn't have to be a hot service either. But if you have a service right now at this time of the year, just send an email, just show up in front of them one more time and it's free. So just send it and see what happens. Yeah. Free. I mean, hardly anybody is doing emails in the, in the home. It's so funny, you guys, like if you only knew because we have an e-commerce business and, and we work with other marketing clients and stuff inside and outside the home service company space, the home service world is so behind. Like the fact that you, like most of you guys don't even have email campaigns set up. You don't even think about it. I'm, it's just like the basics. I mean like, Hey, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to send out even for crying out loud, like one email a month. Okay. And it should be way more in depth and we'll go into that in different episodes. But like, even if you sent out one email a month to your entire customer base, just talking about the service and the specials you're running that month, you're going to get deals for free. For free. It's that simple. Over and over and over. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be, I know a lot of you guys think like, I don't know, like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just get it out in front of them. Come up with a special, put a little bit of ad copy in there, put an image of what your service is and give them a deal and let them know that you're giving them a deal because they are a fan of your company or they are a previous customer. And that's what the sales for. So now they not only like already like and trust and respect your brand, but now you're giving them a deal just because, you know, they are part of your community or your family. And it just is impossible not to work. Yeah. So, so that is what I got today. The fundamentals um, one, the anatomy of your business. You guys have to get to the point where you can figure out how can I get more leads? How can I convert more leads into customers? How can I get a higher average order value? And how can I get them to come back um, as many times as possible? Person first, service second. Um, start with your buyer personas. Learn who your customers are um, and then talk about your service once they get to the psychological point where they already like, know, and trust you. And then um, it's a lot easier. So we talk about it um, for the five states of awareness. An ad that you run for someone who's in stage five of your awareness is going to be completely different than somebody who's in stage one who's never heard of you before. So you have to figure out where your people are, what their personas are, and what figure out where they're at in the funnel, um, and then craft your ads accordingly. So start with your people first, serve a second, and then three, define your results and values. What is your brand? What it's about? What are your missions? Um, and what separates you from your competition? Yeah. Uh, if you guys want some of the worksheets that we have for those, um, I always put our email and website in the show notes here. Um, but our email is just info at serviceindustrymarketer.com. And we'll shoot you over a link where you can uh, basically just go sign up and download those. Um, and then 
as always, guys, uh, serviceindustrymarketer.com. Our website is in the the process right now of getting all redone. So bear with us as it's it's a little bit outdated feeling, but we the new website coming is just going to be freaking packed with value and informational videos and all of our print products, internet products, all the services. Just it's going to be a database of gold. So we're excited to get that live probably here. I don't know, probably in the next four weeks or so. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else? No, I, I mean, I think it, it would be super valuable. It's easier to talk about it. I know you guys might understand if you go to sit down and figure out who your buyer persona is, it's hard if you don't have those questions, you yeah. know, or a good direction to start. So those worksheets are very valuable because it already lays out, you know, a solid foundation and that you guys can even build off of if you have other, you know, questions that you can think of or statements or whatever. But those worksheets helped us a ton because we were able to actually sit down with already having a head start instead of having to think about even the questions to ask Mm -hmm. of your buyers before even figuring out who they are. Um, So I would definitely recommend to shoot us an email. We'll send you over a link and then you guys can download those worksheets and it will help you uh, tremendously to try to start figuring out who your buyers are and all that good stuff. So check them out. Yeah, we'll just give those away. Um, Maybe in the future we'll they'll be a part of a course or something, but for the meantime, you guys can just have them. Um, so yeah, shoot us an email info at service industry marketer.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Cool. All right. Peace out. This episode of the service industry podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. Visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.